You're listening to Soul Talk for Black Folks podcast with your hosts, licensed marriage and family therapists, wives, mothers, and soul sisters, Latoya Chithon and Sarah Harris. Each episode, these ladies bring you empowering and uplifting messages focused on helping you improve relationships with yourself and others while destigmatizing mental health in the Black community. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking mental health treatment. Now grab some coffee or a cup of tea and get comfortable. Less soul talk. This is episode 17, Soul Talk with Jessica Crunkleton, Blended Families. Jessica Crunkleton is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a licensed mental health counselor, a certified alcohol and drug abuse counselor level two, and a sanitary therapist. In addition, she is an EMDRIA certified EMDR therapist and a consultant in training. Jessica is passionate about working with diverse populations and helping family systems heal from intergenerational trauma. She specializes in kids, adults, families, and groups. Jessica enjoys writing and speaking about mental health-related topic and reduce stigma. She is married, has five awesome children, and a wonderful female golden hamster named Little Miss Muffin, which they all just call Muffin. Welcome, Jessica. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so I am, again, uh, all those different things, uh, licensed mental health therapist, marriage and family therapist. So again, again, I just specialize in working with, like she said, kids, teens, adults, couples, families, groups. That's what I'm really passionate about. Um, I I do online trainings. I do EMDR consulting, um, basic trainings. I'm an EMDR coach for them. And then I also have my own private practice, a virtual private practice where I can see clients online. So I got a lot of different things going on, but also I am married. I have five children and me and my husband, we're in a blended family. I have five children, four that I brought into the marriage. So yeah, we, um, then we have one son together. So I'm also a part of a blended family. Was so glad to be here to discuss that topic. Yes. I'm glad that you mentioned about your own blended family, because that wasn't something that I knew from the website. Yes, yeah. 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 And I you know, should add okay. that. Yeah. I should add that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a powerful piece to it. It is. You know, so we've started using the term blended families, and I wouldn't want for us to continue without being clear on what this phrase means. And also, could you let us know if there are other words or phrases that are also used besides blended families? Yeah, it's a great question. So a blended family is just a family in which one or both members of the couple, um, they have a child or children from previous relationship. I think blended is the most common. I've heard it online, blended to perfection, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also step families or cohabitating families. But I think now more days you are seeing the term blended families more often. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. I do like the blended to perfection phrase. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yeah. Jessica, how often, how common are blended families in the black community? Yeah. So it's actually, um, and this is something I didn't fully know before, but I was doing some research on it. And so about 17% of black children are living in a, in a blended family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not quite as, as common, but you are seeing 
an increase in that. And so it is becoming more common. And actually, I didn't know this too. Stepdads are more common than stepmothers. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, stepdads are more common than stepmoms. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Yes. Yeah. And this is in general, mm-hmm. not just in the black community. Yeah, that's in general. So I think it's about uh 36% of black families are where where they're married, the couple is married, and then you have about 32% are headed by a female head of household. So you are gonna right. see that more often. Um right. But you are seeing also, you know, people do, you know, often get married. That that is coming more. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, I, I also wanted to start early on in this episode with talking about the positives. Like, what do people tend to enjoy most about being part of a step family? Because I think there are a lot of the myths and sometimes negative associations with it. Yeah, yeah. So, I think, um, and again, this is some personal experience, but also I've worked with a lot of blended families over the years. And I think um, something I've learned is, you know, we have more resources. Before I was married, we were living in the projects. It was challenging, but my husband come in and we put our incomes together. We have a very Mm -hmm. good life. My children have more sets of family members that we get to connect with. And it's been so enriching for them. Um, a lot of support. My husband is very hands-on with the children. And so he brings in a lot of skills in that way. And so I think, um, again, a more emotional stability, um, more hands-on deck, more people to get things done. And overall, it's more love. You know, mm-hmm. I think um, there can be a, more love, more to go around. So it's just awesome. It can be awesome experience for the children um, and the couple as well to be a part of a blended family. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. Just overall, just more of the good stuff. More, more. All right. More, more. Kids, Christmas time, they they do pretty well. So uh, yes. there's no complaints. <laughs> I know. My, my clients tell me that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Two birthday parties sometimes, two Christmas. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Their birthdays, they, they get you know, from dad, from us, from the extended family. So they do pretty well. Yeah. They have more resources, which is great. I think, again, for children, if you talk about that emotional stability piece and that being so important, um, that can, you know, I think for me, having been a single mother before, you know, I loved it, but it was challenging. It was really challenging. And so having my husband to come in and help you know, stabilize with the family. I feel like he's the rock of our family and us coming together. It's just, you know, it's some days I might not feel like cooking and he can do it or he can take the kids somewhere and we can kind of, you know, it's a teammate in this thing. So you need a teammate. Kids will take you out. So it's, it's great that <laughs> I got my teammate in it. So it's it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But but just you mentioned something about your husband, which brought up a question for me. Mm-hmm. So just to be clear, a blended family is when two partners are bringing in their kids. Because I'm wondering mm-hmm. if he didn't have kids and you married yeah. him, would it yeah, still be blended? Did. Yeah, yeah, it'd still be a blended family. He did okay. not have children um, again, and that also can bring. It can be a plus, but it can be a challenge too because you know he's coming in with his ideas as far as how families, you know, raising kids. And I had already raised, you know, my four children, they were still kind of small. Um, but, you know, we come from different, two different worlds almost. I was raised by a single mother. 
his parents were married. I'm from the South. He's from the North. So we come from different places, you know, um, and so trying to blend that can create some challenges. But had he had children, I think it still would have worked out. We just would have made it, you know, we just make it work. You just make it work. Right. Yes. Yes. So as you as we talk a little bit about the the challenges or concerns that have Mm -hmm. that you guys have experienced, can you share some areas of concern that might come up regarding step family dynamics overall? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, again, you know, as you guys, as we talked about, you know, having children coming in from um, previous relationships. You know, you have your own system, like how you were raised. They may have their own way of how they were raised, ideas on how to do things. And then they, their their parent, their biological, you know, mother, father also has ideas about maybe how they did things. And then you bring in a new uh, wife or husband into the picture who has their own ideas as far as how to parent and all these different things. And it can get real complicated. So I think, again, that's where everybody has to be on the same page as far as how we're going to do this. Communication is key, obviously. Um, And just in general, you know, um, having parents who are separated or divorced, that's an adverse child experience. That's an ace. That can have an adverse effect on children. And so I always tell families, you know, who are divorced and separated, I'll talk to them about that and how you know, um, it's really important not to speak negatively about your ex, you know, um, in front of the children or just in general, you know, because that's a part of them as well. And so, and how do you spend times? You know, the big one for us, what about birthdays or Christmas? Like, how do you split time? Who does what? You know, so yeah, all those things um, can get, can get challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think you brought up a very good point is just the expectations that each person brings. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't know what another person's expectations are, no matter what yes. kinds of relationships we're talking about. And so if you look at something like a blended family, each person comes in expecting a certain th- things to go a certain way. Yes. The, the, I just think that really brings it back to the communication piece and how important it is to have these open conversations. Yeah. And I think that was something, thankfully, me and my husband did do some premarital counseling and we did um, the preparing rich. Um, I had like a free one. I'm trained in that. So we did it. And it was funny because it did say that we needed to talk about expectations. And I'm like, we got this all figured out. And it was clear as we got married, we did not have it figured out. You know, um, there were just certain ways, just things that you take for granted, your family's rules. And you just think that's just how it is. But then when you marry someone, you start to put monies together, you're raising kids. That's where it comes up. That's where you really start to see, wait a minute, you know, and so you have to figure that out and what that looks like and kind of come up with your own rules as a family and what your family will look like. And that might be very different from how you grew up. Some really good points here. Um, You know, I want to assume that there are many amazing blended families that work Mm -hmm. out there. Um, And you've already touched on this a little bit. How can blended families work? You mentioned premarital counseling, maybe sometimes coming up with your own rules. How can they work? Yeah, I think, again, that communication piece is going to be important. Obviously, if you can get counseling, I think, again, we, you know, we don't know the, the challenges that can come up. So having a plan. You know, so like for me and my husband, it was we did the preparing, which we work with a counselor to kind of understand 
some of those dynamics that might come up in the marriage and kind of working through that. And we've done marriage counseling throughout, which has been great. You know, and I'm a marriage counselor. People say you go to marriage counseling. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm married, right. I'm an advocate for that. So, yeah. And I'm still married nine years. We'll be celebrating 10 years next year and blended families, higher rates of divorce, you know, so I know there's something to that. And I think also, um, again, we are a team. We, I have to see him as my partner. And I think, you know, when you come into marriage, a lot of challenges with couples is it's like been them and their kids. Um, and then when you get married, they may have their own children. So you coming in, it's them against us. No, we got to be on the same teams. And sometimes couples marry, but they never blend. It's still very separate and that's not going to work. And so that's where I've seen the challenges come up. Or if you have children that have certain certain challenges with them, you know, all children are different. And so you have to work. Um, if your parenting style isn't matching with the child, you have to figure out how to make that work. And you might need to adjust that parenting style, which can be challenging for some if they were raised in a certain manner to shift out of that into a new style. Yeah. Yes, all very good points. Um, I do want to highlight something you said on the side, which is you're mm-hmm. a marriage and family therapist and you still go to your marital therapy. Amen yeah. to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been key. It's been key to us. You know, I've learned so much, you know, um, being on the couch, being in a hot seat, sitting there with my husband working through, because here's the other part, too. We all bring our own stuff into the marriage, too. So in addition to the children and blending with that, you have previous relationship. There might be trust issues or different things, but your own family of origin stuff that you're also bringing in. It just makes marriage can be more challenging. So you got to deal with that in addition to the kids and all the other stuff, the bills and how you're going to navigate through life. And so, yeah, you got to work on that. Mm -hmm. And it's a consistent thing that you have to work on. Yeah. And in terms of therapy, I've also seen where some families that they may bring in uh, the child to work on a relationship with the parent and step parent mm-hmm. as well. So that can also be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I found that that can be sometimes as I'm working with children and, and I'll see what's kind of going on, the parents are divorcing or different things are coming in. And I'll recommend to do some co-parenting. I'll just pull in the parents and say, look, I need you guys to understand this is putting a lot of stress on this child. They have anxiety or depression. I understand it's not your fault. It's not that you're trying to do this, but I need you to understand the way you guys communicate or actually are not communicating is negatively impacting your child. And so usually when we have those conversations, but understanding that, again, like I said, it's not that they're oftentimes not purposely. Sometimes there may be some alienation. Right. So then we have to kind of discuss that. But, you know, um, it can work. But like I said, I've done um, supervised therapeutic visits and things, and I've seen it go really badly. So I've seen from both sides when parents work together and I've seen what happens when they don't. So, yeah. Yes. And, you know, Jessica, you touched on a, a important piece that I actually did want to go back to. You talked about preparing mm-hmm. rich. I'm also a preparing rich facilitator. And um, awesome. one of the things that really stands out to me as I train people in this is in um, preparing rich is that the um, the average time for a, a new healthy step family to um, form a, a new family identity, I should say, is seven years. Yes. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that it, it sometimes can take quite no. a while to really form that new family identity. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you actually brought that up. Yeah. It, it, 
because you just think, oh, it's just supposed to go, you know, it's going to take time for you to get used to them, for them to get used to you, you guys to relax into things, to go through some different trials, you know, to come together. And yeah, and so sadly, a lot of them don't make it to that point. Yeah. And, you know, this also brings up the questions for me of how does this impact the African-American community? So I wondered if you could share some of the unique challenges that Black stepfamily couples may experience, especially if you think about um, in the United States, um, what kinds of things can come up? Yeah, again, I think as we talk about, you know, the racial aspects of it, that can come into play. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, you know, obviously. So I think how do you parent Black children in everything that's going on? I know that's been a challenge for me and my husband. We talked about it. Um, girls and especially boys. I have a son who's 16 and really tall and likes to wear hoodies. So um, we have to have conversations about that and and how to deal with that. And, you know, I want to be supportive of him. But yeah, there's a lot of fears about going into the world. And also, all Black people are not the same. Like I said, my husband is from the North. He's from Pennsylvania. He went to Cornell. I'm from the South. There is a lot of history with that. I was raised by a single parent mother. And so how we see the world can be very different, even though we're both African-American, right? So um, I think you have to just take that in consideration, but also um, the financial part of it, you know, Black families tend to have less wealth built in. So just some things that some things that we have to think about and just trying to navigate some of those challenges. Very, very good points. Wow. You know, to what extent do Black stepfamilies and white stepfamilies, or should I say blended families, share the same challenges? Yeah. Again, having worked with a lot of different families, again, that communication piece, how to make that work, trying to work together with the uh, with your exes and then a new family, um, especially if you guys maybe don't like each other or the divorce was, you know, there was a lot of issues around that. Um, that can be challenging. Uh, and what is this new family going to look like? Like who is, is it, this is dad, is this stepdad, or what are we going to call this person? Um, so they actually face a lot of the same challenges. There are some differences, obviously, but just in general, there are, there are a lot of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that there's probably additional, um, concerns that may come up with a blended family. That's also mixed race. Um, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? Because they may come from a different racial background, different culture. And how do you explain? There's just certain things like if I meet another African-American, we don't always have to speak about it. It's just there is a shared heritage that we get. Mm -hmm. But if you're not from that same um, cultural background, there are conversations that you have to have and there can be misunderstandings, misinterpretation. So, again, that communication piece is going to be so important. Yes, so true. Communication is always the key, you know, that's important. Now, Jessica, I know you mentioned at the beginning that you do wear a lot of hats and you you have a lot of different things going on. I was just wondering, can you share what projects you're currently working on? Yeah, so what do I got going right now? So again, um, right now, just working on becoming an approved EMDR consultant. That's kind of the big thing. Um, I do trainings. I did about 10 this year. So I'm going to continue to do that. Um, and again, I want to do more trainings in terms of mental health, you know, in the black community and just in general. 
uh, talking about different topics. And again, private practice work um, is always in the mix of that as well. And then just spending time with my family. um, That's also important. Always busy, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ah, such a good conversation. Jessica, what's one takeaway that you would like our listeners to keep today? Well, I think, again, um, blended families are awesome. I, I think that's the, that's the key. Um, but you do have to go in with realistic expectations. Um, you want to be open and honest, be willing to see things from the other person's side, right? Um, invest in the premarital counseling, invest in counseling. It does not speak negatively of you. Actually can help your family a lot. You know, reaching out for help, having a community, um, and just being, what would I say? Just being kind to each other and open, openness and having those open conversations is going to be important. Excellent. Such good points here. Yes. And one thing I like to repeat in our episodes is when it comes to counseling and therapy, there are many, many different options. It's not always, oh, I have to dish out $150 for a session. Reach out to therapists, find resources. Some are pro bono, some have sliding scales. There are lots of different options when it comes to therapy, but know that resources are out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. I'm I'm just so happy to have you here to talk about this topic, which I feel like impacts so many people in our community, so many families. And um, there's not a lot of resources out there for for people to really be able to tap into, to learn more about, um, you know, the best way to to move into their step family identity. So um, I just want to say thank you for being here. And I wanted to know if you could share with us where our listeners can locate you online or on social media to learn more about you. Yeah. So again, I'm on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, Jessica Cronkleton. I'm also on um, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm going to join the, what is it? Snapchat and Twitter. I'm, I'm trying to get all into it. And also I'm on YouTube. So Look me up on there. There'll be more videos coming with that. So yeah, maybe we'll have a book in the future. I keep thinking about it. Just haven't put it out there. So well, folks, thanks for listening. You can connect with us at soultalkforblackfolks.com or our Facebook community at Soul Talk for Black Folks. If you feel like your soul got fed in today's episode, we would love if you will subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time, this has been your soul sisters, Latoya and Sarah.